because I think a lot of times we can beat ourselves up and think that we have to be at a certain place or be in a certain mindset by a certain time and that's really not how learning to love yourself or healing works at all it is I always say it's not like a linear journey hey girl hey and welcome to the self-love fix podcast where we get relatable we share tea and we support each other on this journey of self-love self-worth personal development self-esteem and self-care because why wait until it's too late to start becoming the best version of ourselves let's start today and i'm your host beatrice so let's get into it Hey girl, hey, and welcome back to the Self Love Fix podcast. Today is December 19th, which means it's almost time for Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, I celebrate Christmas, but, um, and also Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, if you celebrate those, those are also coming up. And I don't know about you, but this is my favorite time of year. It's just such a cute, snuggly, dreamy type of you know, type of year. And yeah, it's my favorite time. And right now I have my cup of hot chocolate and I'm looking over at my Christmas tree and my candle and I just wish the whole year was this cozy. Um, this is also the time of year that I tend to get a little bit more sluggish and a little bit, a little bit more sloth like. (laughs) So if I haven't been very active or as engaged as I normally am, I apologize. It must be the winter time season, but you know, I will be back on it, like usual, in no time. So one of the very first podcast episodes I ever did was me talking about the seven ways to tell if you are walking in self-love, and um, that's been an episode that a lot of you have really liked and um, have related to a lot, which is really great, and I thought to myself, okay, if I made an episode like that, I should also make one that talks about the ways to tell if you are showing progress on your journey or what that looks like. So that's what I kind of wanted to get into today because I think a lot of times we can beat ourselves up and think that we have to be at a certain place or um, be in a certain mindset by a certain time and that's really not how learning to love yourself or healing works at all. It is, I always say, it's not like a linear journey. It's just up and down and all over the place and it's your life journey is really what it is. Um, but I think we should celebrate the progress that we do make, the steps that we do make. And a lot of us have made it, whether we made some steps, made some improvements, whether we realize it or not. And that's what I want to talk about today, because I think as much as we celebrate wins, we should also celebrate progress. We should also celebrate, um, where we are. That's like all we have, right? Is this moment and where we are. So that's what I want to talk about today. So today I want to talk about the seven ways to tell that you are making progress on your self-love journey. So one way to tell that you're making progress is if you find yourself asking, where does this come from? Or why do I do that? Or where did this thought pattern come from? Or where did this habit come from in relation to yourself and the things that you believe about yourself or the things that you find yourself doing? Like you basically find yourself asking yourself 
questions about your own self as opposed to just doing and living in a robotic state so if you even though you're still maybe doing things that you don't necessarily like to do or you're you're having thinking patterns or thought patterns towards yourself that you don't necessarily like if you are aware of this in any shape or form that's progress that's huge progress like awareness is always the first step so if you can if you move from a place of just like mindlessly doing things saying things believing things about yourself to being aware that you're believing things about yourself and doing these things that's like the number one step definitely 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 I think moving from a place of passivity in your life to asking questions um, is a huge huge sign that you're growing in yourself and that you're learning more about yourself and that you're curious to grow within your own self Number two is that you take the way your body feels more seriously. Now, when I say the way your body feels, I mean that if you are tired, if you are drained, if you want a break, if you need rest, if you're overwhelmed, you are more aware of that. And now you try to make an attempt to act on it. Maybe you're not always successful with it, but at least you're aware of it now as opposed to just going to burnout mode and then getting mad at other people. Now you move from that to just kind of looking at yourself like, okay, I need a break. I need to stop, I need a bath, <laughs> or I need a nap, or I'm going to bed early, or one of the above. Like if you're able to do that or recognize that you need to slow down, that's huge. So many of us just kind of are always on go mode, and we think that that's how we get to be the best version of ourselves is if we're always on go mode, when in reality, sometimes we just need to slow down and listen to ourselves. So if you are listening to yourself, you're choosing yourself, and that's a sign that you're you know growing in self-love, definitely. I remember early in my own journey, I would find that I would get really anxious really easily or drained really easily and I couldn't tell if I was becoming more drained and anxious or I was just now aware of my anxiousness and um, my feeling drained and what I would always do was take a bath I know it sounds so weird but like something about taking a bath and just like being in a like the warm water and just sitting and like doing nothing was so calming and rejuvenating for me and it became my go-to thing like for months on end I would just, if I felt myself being super anxious or just very drained or like I needed a moment to myself, I would run that bathwater like clockwork. I would run that bathwater like clockwork. I remember there was one time I took two, three baths in a day because something about it really rejuvenated me and made me feel at peace. And I had never done that in my life before. I never, if I felt burned out, I kept the wheels going until like I, you know, had like a panic attack basically. But Um, when I started really trying to learn to love myself was when I started really listening to my body and what it needed. Number three is you start to question things that you used to believe about yourself, whether it was your appearance or um, just your personality, like negative things that maybe you used to believe about yourself. You find yourself questioning it and maybe even asking yourself, am I really that? Like, is that really me? You know, do I really feel that way about myself? I don't really think I'm that blank or I don't I don't really think I look like blank. Okay, so let me use an example for myself to help clarify. So one thing I heard when I was growing up was that I was very loud and that I was annoying and that I was just like a rebel, (laughs) which is very funny to me now because I'm an Aquarius, so I'm like a rebel by nature. And and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think it just just depends on how you look at it. But um, whoever told me, had told me that when I was growing up, Uh, they meant it in a bad way that I was just rebellious like a bad child right so like I I had 
carried that for a long time that I was just like this bad person, annoying, loud, obnoxious, and that I was not wise. I heard that in my household growing up, like like clockwork, that I was just not wise, which is to me is such a funny thing to tell a child because aren't children not wise? Isn't that like why they're children, right? Like they're not, they're not, they're not wise. Every, every child is naive. They're learning, they're growing, whatever, but that's neither here nor there. That's what I heard growing up. And even I guess up into college, I heard that too, um, that I was just like naive and not wise and all this, etc. But there was a time early on in my journey that I realized like, wait, I don't believe any of these things about myself. Like, I don't think I'm loud. I don't think I'm obnoxious. I started to really question like these beliefs I had about myself and started to question where they came from and started to look at them and rearrange how I felt about myself. And I found myself just kind of losing those old thought patterns and identities other people placed on me. So I think that is a really um, huge one. Number three, again, it's you starting to question how you feel, the negative aspects that you feel about yourself or that you thought you felt about yourself. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you've gotten rid of them all, but just the fact that you are even questioning it is huge because that means you're starting to think about who, how you view yourself as a person. That's huge. Like to be able to move from a place of like self-hate and um, self-loathing to like, hmm, who am I and what do I think about myself? So that was number three. So number four is a little bit more of an unorthodox one, but it's that you are able to appreciate things about other people, like the beauty in other people, the good qualities in other people in ways that you never were before. Because I always say like, if you're able to love yourself and see yourself in a good light or you're starting to, you start to see other people in a whole different light. You start to see the good um, and not get consumed by the bad. Like you can look at them as a whole person as opposed to like black and white, like they're bad because they did this or they're good because they did this you're not like wishy-washy flippy floppy with people you're starting to become more just like oh you know I really like this person or um I think this person is really great because this that and the third and yeah I recognize the not so great qualities about them but overall I see them as this person so you start to become a lot less turbulent with your relationships and views on people like okay for example with me one thing was that because I didn't view myself in such a good light, I, I held people to such a high standard, higher than myself. So uh, people, I would always claim that people would disappoint me when really it was just that I was looking for ways that I could tear other people apart in the ways that I tore myself apart or criticize other people in the ways that I criticize myself. So I used to find that I was really hot and cold with people. Like one week I would really, really like my friends and the other week they would just do something really small or I would see some aspect of their personality that made me think they were a bad person and I would just grow cold to them. It was very hot and cold, very turbulent. But once I started to learn how to love myself and once I saw myself in a better light, I would see that, you know, aspects of their personality is just things that I need to accept like uh, negative aspects of their personality it's just things that I need to accept because we all have negative aspects to our personality I have negative aspects to my personality too like we all do like for me I'll tell you right now I jump to conclusions I am you might as well put me on a trampoline I jump to conclusions like it's the thing to do that's one of my negative aspects it's it's really it's really bad I try to work on it but I know that that's something I have just I've struggled with for a long time and it's like when you can appreciate and learn the negative aspects of yourself you can do the same for other people without um, tearing them apart or feeling like they're just bad people you know so like once you find that balance in yourself that love for yourself for the good and the bad in yourself you can do the same for other people so that's a huge huge one and I believe that was number four 
Number five is that you start to assert boundaries or you at least start to think about asserting boundaries. I think that when we don't really love ourselves, boundaries isn't even a question. It's not something we think about. We're either blaming people for doing things and saying they should know not to do X, Y, and Z, or we are just not saying anything at all and not even recognizing that a boundary has been crossed. But when we start to love ourselves, we start to realize there's some stuff I am not going to put up with, like period. I'm not doing it. And even if it's scary for us to actually do it, for us to actually approach somebody and let them know, you know, hey, this isn't cool for me or hey, I really um, like it if you don't do X, Y, and Z, like even if it's uncomfortable, we are still, we would rather do that than be silent because we can really recognize and we're really in tune with what bothers us and what doesn't bother us. I think that when we can recognize that a boundary has been crossed, that means we're really in tune with our inner world and what's important to us. Okay, number six, this one might come later in the journey um, or it might come earlier. It's just, I guess it's different for everybody else, but this is just realizing that you're not going to put up with certain things from people romantically, like um, in terms of a partner, whether it's a man or a woman, whoever you date, you realize I'm just not going to put up with X, Y, and Z. But it's not just that you realize this, it's also that you act on it. So say... A person, whether it's a man or woman who comes up to you and a romantic interest, how about that? A romantic interest that comes up to you and they display certain characteristics um, of things that you are trying to stay away from. Like sure, you might kind of get tangled in, but if sooner than later you are able to back out, that's huge. That's really huge. Or not even back out, but just be like, mm, I'm not even going to go on a date with this person or mm, I'm not going anything further than a date or mm, I'm not going to text back this person or continue this conversation with this person because I'm seeing some red flags. Like if you're able to see the red flags and act on the red flags um, and not be passive about it, that is super, super huge. Like very huge. The thing of it is when you don't, um, love yourself or when you struggle with loving yourself anything that any old thing that comes by any romantic interest that comes by even if they offer you nothing their presence might just be enough for you and if if you struggle with loving yourself so you might just get sucked in by someone who is like treating you badly offering you nothing but just the fact that they're there is might be enough for you and so if you are able to move from that mentality to um I can get choosy and I will get choosy because I deserve more than just somebody's presence and especially somebody's presence who's not giving me um or not meeting my needs like if you are able to be alone if you would if you are able to choose solitude over somebody who is giving you red flags this is huge that is a huge huge that's that's showing that your inner work is manifesting outward and don't feel bad if this isn't you this wasn't me for a long long time like there were some people that would show me like blatantly show me red flags and I would be so in la la land like I would convince myself no no that's not a red flag it's just a pink one it's just a little pink one it's not that big of a deal and I would just continue only to like be disappointed later because it really was the red flags and I was ignoring my intuition so being able to say no to somebody and choose solitude over that shows that you trust and value your intuition over everything and it just means that you are sincerely truly loving yourself or learning to love yourself I think if you can get to the point where you realize the love that you can cover yourself with is enough 
you are really going places like it you I always say when it comes to like romantic relationships or having somebody in your life that's like gravy it's just gravy it's extra do you need it no but is it great when you have it yes but you don't need it you really don't need it so if you're able to recognize alone doesn't mean lonely and that you still have the love from yourself like you can still um, walk in that love and be covered in that love then you're good Okay, and number seven, I really hope I didn't skip any numbers, but I think I didn't. So number seven, the last one is that you are able to let go of relationships that don't serve you or that are toxic or that are um, causing you stress or causing you to be drained. So the reason I point this one out is because when we don't love ourselves or when we're really codependent, or the two of them combined our worst worst fear is to be alone doesn't and whether that's romantic with romantic relationships or platonic relationships like friendships um or you know or work or work relationships co-worker friendships what like relationships with just people around us in general family too like our worst fear is not having anybody around at all and we kind of cling onto relationships for dear life like it, it it's like even losing one of them is like devastating it's like it feels like death it feels terrible it feels horrible so even if they're abusive towards us even if they don't treat us right they're toxic they drain us whatever we would rather just keep them around again because of their presence that idea of needing somebody's presence so but if you get to a place where you are starting to recognize the relationship you have with somebody and you're thinking about it and you're like hmm this relationship isn't actually um good for me it's not good for either of us if you're able to get to that point and then even to the next point of doing something about it like you know ending the relationship and it doesn't have to be in a nasty way in fact it probably shouldn't be in a nasty way just a civil you know non-inflammatory way just letting go of a relationship that just doesn't have any place in your life like if you're able to do that and work through whatever feelings of loss that you might have and if it's not causing you deep deep anxiety and deep regret and deep frustration and you feeling like you need to go apologize to somebody like if you're able to go through with it um, and work through the feelings and be fine and, and not return back to that person that is huge that's so huge think over the course of my journey I realized a lot of people in my life I don't think they're bad people and I to this I didn't think they were bad people and to this day I won't say that they're bad people I just don't think that us together as friends or as um, even uh, close family members or any of that it's just that because we weren't seeing eye to eye or because I wasn't feeling like I was treated the way I wanted to be treated, it just needed to go. It just need the relationship just needed to end. And there were a few people in my life that I decided, you know, I was going to listen to myself and I was just going to have to end the relationships. And I did it not <laughs> very civilly and in a non-inflammatory way. And it was fine. We just kind of parted our ways and it was fine. And I just remember feeling so proud of myself, feeling so good about the fact that I listened to my intuition. And I remember with um, some of the relationships that I had ended, feeling so much lighter, feeling so much freer because it made space for new friends or friends that became like family or, you know, things of that nature that were loving that respected my boundaries and that um, treated me right and honestly I haven't looked back since and yeah it was all my intuition that let me know hey some of these relationships they just it's just their time to end and I listened to it and I went with it and so if you can do the same like if you're in that place where you're listening to your intuition about certain relationships and you're just like okay I need to end this not because not out of spite not out of anger but you're ending a relationship because you realize it's just taking more than um 
it needs to from you, then you're doing really, really well. Okay, so that was the seven ways to tell that you are making progress in your self-love journey. I hope this was very helpful. Um, I hope this opened your eyes to your um, own journey. I hope this helps you feel better about yourself and where you are. And I hope that you always remember that every day you make progress and that it's not a race. (laughs) None of this is a race. It's a journey. So yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Self Love Fix. Please follow us over on Instagram at the Self Love Fix. And then also check the description box below um, for resources. And I will catch you here same time, same place next week. Thank you.